BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to Morning Toast. Hey. Hey, everyone. Hey. So if you're watching on YouTube and you could probably even hear it already from the podcast, we have an unwell Claudia on our hands. She is wearing an outfit that she usually <laughs> reserves for Zoom toast. Well, honestly, like, these are my two favorite. If you know anything about me, you know I have, like, a bunch of pajamas. These are my two favorite sets. The bottoms are from my Target Halloween pajamas that are year-round fun. And my top is from my Skims X Team USA. I couldn't find the pants to the Skims or the top to the Target. So here we have a Target X Skims collab. Those pants are crazy. They have all these different Jackie, skeletons on them. If like you knew. In different colors. If you knew how comfortable these pants are. They must be to, for you to walk around looking like that. You would plot that you've not been wearing them. I'm going to get you a pair, you know? Okay. Wait, I'm going to get you a pair. I mean, they're really, really spooky. Like, I am fucking spooked Dang. from this Halloween pants. Boom. Nothing could be scarier than your pants. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Oh, God, here we go. Here we I go. I honestly am in such bad shape, and I deserve it. Like, I just didn't stop. Didn't stop. Is this your worst <clears throat> that you've ever been on the show? I don't think so. No. No. But it's not the best. Clearly. But um, you know how I knew when I was in trouble? When? When I got home, I was watching TV, Sex and the City. And like, I, oh, that's that's how you know. <laughs> and I literally like could not see Carrie. Like, my, like eyes going, <laughs> <laughs> my eyes were going. My eyes were going cross, and I was like, I need to stay up and like eat a piece of bread because I don't want to puke you. Yeah. <sighs> I don't think there was an end to that story. I just cool. Yeah. What's new with you? All white, girly? Um, you know, just really excited that it's Friday. So looking forward to the weekend. Can't even tell you. Like I said, I was so looking forward to this week being over. So just to be here on this Friday mm. is is something special, you know? I mean, to be here with, like, you in such bad shape is a shame that we can't be, like, celebrating together. I know. Because, like, for me... Cheers to the freaking weekend. Oh, she'll drink to that. Yeah, Remember that yeah. Song? Yeah, I will. And I just like, I've really been feeling lately like alcohol is poison. My Jackie was like, just, you sound like one of those people like no. who knock on people's doors and try to get them to join a cult. You're like, no, no, no. I'm like campers again, strong driving. Like, yeah. So give me your synopsis. Like, look at you. You've been poisoned. 100%. My head is fucking killing me. Yeah. But you did it to yourself. I mean, there's a level of alcohol that you can drink but without being poisoned. Yeah, no. But I, you just choose I have to, to bypass it, so it every time. Every time. My legs are killing me. Like, 
Maybe it was like dancing. Like I feel like I've worked out. Like I did Barry's boot camp. Like my legs are killing me. I just think I was like walking around in my heels, and that's a workout. That is. Honestly, it took every fiber of my being to show up here today. Yeah, it was a close call. We almost did audio only. But I had to talk about the disgusting nature of what we were subjected to last night, even so though I didn't even watch. We're here for one reason only, and that's justice for Trina. J-F-T. And that's the reason for us showing up today. Um, the stories actually are pretty Honestly, decent. Honestly, we should have sh- not shown up. Because we Out of, were so disrespected. Yeah. I cannot believe what happened on Love Island last night. You didn't watch, so I'll explain to you all the traitors in the house. Oh, my God. Shut up. Because they were the ones who voted the least compatible couple. Okay, because I was thinking... It was up to the house to vote. I was thinking that it was America. And I'm no. like, how did Trina go from being a favorite? No. It was the house voted. And they voted for Trina and Andre. And I, I'm starting to feel like maybe the producers I knew... Tra- Come on. At least you on the other way. Oh. <laughs> I was like, what did I do wrong? <laughs> Talking to your mic. Sorry. Okay. You go. You, I'll, just, I'll just I was starting go. to feel like the producers saw the Reddit threads, saw that Trina and Andre, like that people were going to game the system. That's not the outcome that they wanted. So they did this situation where the Islanders have to vote and they like, you know, did their producery thing where they had the Islanders vote off Trina and Andre because they didn't want like a solo win. Right, or they're really trying to get Olivia and, Olivia and Corey to win, who now they are going to win. I don't know. I voted for Jeremy and Bailey. I told you to vote for them also. Okay, I just want to say the Love Island app sucks. sucks. I was literally at the bar last night trying to register. I'm like, just let me I vote. had to register so many times. Yes! It was so difficult to vote. I didn't even end up getting to vote, but I was like in the bathroom. I was like, I've, everyone's like, someone's being on the door. I'm like, I'm trying to vote on Love Island. Like, please leave me alone. I had to refresh so many times, but I finally got my vote in. And I saw on Twitter, like, the people who were for Trina and Andre, like, literally didn't know what to do with themselves, were also like, I guess I'm voting for Jeremy and Bailey. They're the only couple, they're, like, the least worst of the couples because... What's wrong with Charlie and Alana? Will and Kira, I'll explain. Will and Kira can't win. Mm Mm-hmm. Olivia and Corey can't win. I'm sorry. She does deserve an Emmy, even though I don't even think she's, like, doing a good job of convincing us. Like, okay. they're just insufferable. Sorry. So she deserves more of a Razzie. <laughs> Charlie and Alana just haven't been there long enough. Mm-hmm. And that would just be so crazy if they won. They also have no connection, mm-hmm. really. Like, they have a little connection, just like Trina and Andre did. But if Trina and Andre were going to get sent home, then Charlie and Alana don't get to win. No, I just feel like all the people who are going to vote for Trina and Andre are now split, like... So no, no one else is going to win besides Olivia and Corey. I think Jeremy and Bailey are the lesser of all evils. Because one, Jeremy's been around since day one. So like he kind of... He deserves it. He doesn't like, not deserve to mm-hmm. win. Him and Bailey, they've been cuddling every night. Like they're really getting intimate. I think this is the closest he's been with any girl yet. And it's showing growth on his part. And like we've just seen so many sides of Jeremy throughout. Yeah. And everybody has said he's like the best person in the house. He keeps getting saved. Like let it be Jeremy. Yeah, but the fact that he's been in the bottom so many times is like, America doesn't like him. It's a comeback story. I mean, I'm here for it. I think America's really coming around to him. I'll just kind of feel robbed if, like, I tune into this whole season to watch Olivia and Corey win. No, I will feel defrauded. Like, I'm going to call my insurance agency and say there was fraud. Because, like, since day one, I've just been waiting for each of them to get sent home. They had no connection with anyone. And they just got by because they're really popular. Yeah. Why are you looking at me like that? I'm just going to say, like, the covering of the mouth. 
Jackie, if only, if you knew what I was going through right now and the fact that I'm here talking about these morons, okay? I, I tried to help you. I'm trying to help you. I gave you a Zofran. Did that help? It did. Oh, my God. The Zofran? Zofran is, you have to have a prescription? Yeah, but I, I have some stash if you want. Yeah, no, I got to hit up by uh, my local physician. Zofran is magic. It really is. I've got magic in me. I've, oh, by the way, I've been told I'm wrong. The yellow part is supposed to be where you hold. They both sound good. You get two different the sounds. Girls come snatching at me. Everybody wants some presto magic. And then the guy from Pitch Perfect goes, and it's like a rap. Very cool. Yeah, I love that song. Ben Platt's album came out today. I know. I haven't had a chance to listen to it. I don't want to sound stupid, but what is it called? Reverie. <laughs> I never heard that Reverie. word before. Reverie. 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 I never heard that word. What does no, it it's mean? like Reverie? I think it's Reverie. It's a, like a Reverie. Like, you know. <laughs> oh, it's like a Reverie. No, no, no. Like, I don't know what it is, but like, I think the word, I'm going to Google the definition and it's like, when you just take a Reverie, you know? Like a brain? Reverie is a state of being pleasantly lost in one's thoughts, a daydream. Oh my, Ben Platt is like so evil. Reverie. Reverie? It's a good question. <laughs> yeah, no, I've just been like excited about it, but I couldn't talk about it because I don't know how to say the word. <laughs> Reverie. I was like embarrassed. Is there a song called Reverie on the album? I, I, I don't know. I haven't given it any of my time no, yet. No, because I need to like sit down in a dark room with my emotions and a candle lit in order to listen to him. Honestly, sometimes it's too much. It's. I still haven't watched his concert special because it's just it's too, too much. It's too much. Like sometimes. I don't want to feel so much. What's that one? In case you don't live forever. Claudia, like, stop. Don't it's even. Really, it was kind of like unnecessary for him to make a song that sad. And Claudia. like, Claudia, it's so disgusting. Don't even talk about that. That song like, is a trigger for first me. First of all, if you've ever lost someone close to you, like, do not listen to that song, first of all. It's called In Case You Don't Live Forever. No, you know what? In I case don't want to you... talk about it. No, no, no. That song to me, like, if I was an actress and I needed to cry on set, I would play, say, yeah. play In Case You Don't Live Forever, and I would get the Oscar. It's such a good song, you guys. Yeah, it's crazy. I love you more Get up. No, no, no. Never wrap your head around. That was good, by the way. Yeah, that was. You're giving us sticky shoes today. My sticky, sticky shoe. I just feel like we should dive in because honestly, like, I'm, I don't know how much time I have left here on this earth. Like, I agree. On this couch, for sure. I agree. So without further ado to do to do, where is Brew? I know I made some big promises. Oh, what the fuck? I ran an errand this morning because we started a little later and it's just too hot for Brew to be running agreed. errands with me. Agreed. So Brew, by the way, is turning one on Sunday. <gasps> I have like such a special afternoon plan for him. Brew, are we going to Ruby Brew's day? <laughs> Brew, doo -doo. Um, so I will try and bring him on Monday and by then he'll be one. So he'll be fully grown. You know, if I brought him, totally. if I brought him today, he'd still be a puppy. <clears throat> oh my God. I cannot believe Brew is one. Can you believe he's the cutest? Is Magnolia sweetest. already one? Yeah. She turned one on May 23rd. I feel like Margaret didn't make a big deal out of that when like she should have, like she normally would. I think she got like an Instagram post, but she, her birthday's like the day before or after Michaela's. So it's like irrelevant. Irrelevant. <laughs> Gotta see Michaela. That would make me feel better. Um, yeah, that would. You, maybe I'll just pop over to her house. Okay, so let's get into everything. So I just needed to address Bruce's absence. I feel really like a liar. I feel like a liar. Without further ado, do, 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 Bruce, here are the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. 
And I have literally nothing to say because we have no sponsors today. And obviously that would make me sad because I live a very lavish life and I need money. But if I had to read one of those cards right now, like I would not be able to do it. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. It would be unfair to the sponsor. Like it's No, it would just... be disgusting. Look at me. Who wants me right now representing their brand? They're like health and I look wellness. like I was hit by a truck. Yeah, maybe. Health and wellness. Yeah. <laughs> you could do a sponsorship for trucks. Literally. <laughs> Hit me okay. up. Okay, you guys, first story, some crazy but great news. Kelly Clarkson's prenup has been upheld in her divorce. She celebrates on set of The Voice. Woohoo! A judge has fully upheld the Stronger Singers prenuptial agreement with Brandon Blackstock in their highly contentious divorce, TMZ reported on Thursday. The agreement reportedly segregated all assets and income derived from her during her marriage to the former entertainment manager. Blackstock had been fighting the prenup in order to split their accumulated properties, including the Montana ranch where he now resides. As we said, he like took to being a rancher and is living in Montana. Yeah, it's easy to take to, yeah, Kelly take to be a rancher when your wife bought you a ranch. In Kelly's house. So now he has to vacate the ranch. Right, like you didn't earn that ranch no and he also wanted half of the income that she earned during their marriage what a but, little shit yep the judge has upheld the prenup so that will be happening but she will still be paying the spousal support the child support but her but property more her properties her income everything that kelly's been working and you know she works harder than anyone in the industry what a little she gets rat to keep. right and also rat. so by the way we've been reporting on all this money she has to pay him and we didn't even know he's still trying to take half of everything she right. has. Right, and like all this time she thought she had a prenup and he was trying to be like, we don't have a prenup. And I'm sorry, like, okay, appreciate, the, prenup. appreciate the effort in um, contesting the prenup, but like, what's the point in signing one if you're just going to try and contest it? Like, of course it was upheld. It's a legal document. A hundred percent. There was wrong with It's it. not like Kelly's lawyers just like slipped up. Or they lost it, you know? Yeah. No, I totally agree. And then also, so she found out this news while she was on set of The Voice and she like was cheering with the... the uh, voice co-host but fun fact is that Blake Shelton used to be managed by Kelly's ex-husband Brandon because he was a manager before he became a wannabe rancher <laughs> and he actually stopped working with him I think because like of, he stood with Kelly he stood with Kelly as we all do and should I think that that was like the best article I've ever read because there were so many it's such a multifaceted article because as most things are it's layered and I was, like, really happy for Kelly. But the more I read the article, the more interesting factoids popped up. Like, one, that Blake Shelton used to be managed by this man. Two, that, like, everyone on set, including Ariana Grande, was cheering for Kelly Clarkson when she got the email that her prenup was being upheld and the yeah. judge did not agree to his appeal. Yeah. So this is just a, a celebration. So Wait, I wonder what a, Kelly... A little more good news at the bottom of the article. The amount that Clarkson will ultimately have to play Blackstop Blackstock, a number that is likely to be far less than the original order, will change once the judge sorts out their property agreement. She'll still likely have to pay child support, which will cost her $50,000 per month. But that's for her kids. But it could be less than the 200000 per month that we had initially reported. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay, Everything's that's great. coming up Kelly. Everything's coming up Kelly. Yeah, that is really great. Are you ready for our Peace next story that I totally peace. forgot about until right now? So I'm just adding it because it's like the big story of yesterday. He collected me up. Uh, oh my God, you know, this must be really hard for Kelly. I'm actually being dead serious right now. Duh. Well, obviously like hard for her because divorce is hard. But like if you ever have known, have heard the song Piece by Piece by Kelly, it's about like how her dad abandoned her and like how she found a man who will never abandon her. And like, here we are. Mm -hmm. Not only did he leave, he's like trying to take everything you have. So I guess that song's probably painful. I will never leave her like you left me. And she will. <coughs> <coughs> 
never have to wonder her worth because unlike you i'm gonna put her first and you know <laughs> he'll never walk away he'll, he'll never, never break her heart what about he'll take care of things oh. what about the part he'll never walk away he'll, he'll never ask for money what about, he, she says he'll never walk away, he'll never ask for money at one point. Oh my God, you're so fucking right. And he's asking He for never money. asks for money. He takes care of things because he loves me. He takes care of nothing. He steals your house and he does ask <laughs> you for money. My God, love is blind, Kelly. Like, I don't fault you. I love you still. Just please don't, please don't like not perform that song anymore because it's like, you know, it's false, you know? Yeah. It's, it's been invalidated. I agree. Um. But just a reminder that Kelly makes a million and a half dollars a month. So that's pretty sweet. I'm just thinking of all the things I would do with a million and a half dollars a month. Yeah. What's 1.5 times 12? I think 18, 18 million. Oh, I did that math. Um, it's honestly not that much. Like for Kelly, she feels like she could be doing better. <laughs> no, seriously, because how much do you think her voice salary is? Like. Yeah. No, I'm sure there's more to it, you know? Yeah. And then she probably invests. She should start a line of dusters. She has, by the way, a line at Wayfair of furniture. Like oh, furniture. No, I need Kelly Clarkson clothes. Okay. Kelly, Kelly, Clark, Kelly Clarkson's caftans. She gave Asa caftans a run for her money. <laughs> yeah. Kelly Are, Clarkson's kimonos. Okay. Kelly Clarkson's... <laughs> Are you ready for our next story? It's the next story. Okay, wow, I'm being really annoying. Like, I need to reel it in. Like, the, per- the one person who left a comment once saying she hates the Hangover episodes, like, is it like it's not your day. He's no longer a fan of this show. Okay, sorry. No, I'm going to reel it in. Like, let's be cool. I mean, Britney Spears' father, Jamie Spears, agrees to step down from conservatorship. The turn of events is a massive win for the international pop star who has been placed under conservatorship for 13 years ever since Spears placed his famous daughter under the court-ordered arrangement in 2008 when she suffered a very public breakdown. But in the 13 years since, she has been fit enough to perform tour, tour to perform tour, hold a Las Vegas residency, and earn hundreds of millions of dollars. And now he's finally stepping down after like years of everyone asking him to do so. So this is a small win. I have one thing to say to Jamie Spears. Mm. Get out, leave right now. He did. I'll believe it when I see it. Okay. I also he's like so read a like- report that this report like wasn't true. Okay. So did I. <laughs> but like everybody's saying that it's true. TMZ variety, you know, they usually know what they're talking about. Yeah, no, but then I, I did also see like he didn't actually step down. So um, what does that mean? I have no fucking clue. Like they're going to just bore us to death with this yes. so that we stop caring. Yes, but we'll never stop caring. Hashtag free Britney. I agree. It's not going to work. Jamie Spears. First of all, the fact that there's a Jamie Spears and a Jamie Lynn Spears is very confusing. Jamie Spears is like a little raisin. You mean looks wise? Yeah, it's just like shriveled up and wrinkly. I, I this picture I'm seeing of him must be old because he looks fine. No, that's what he looks like. He honestly looks like a senator. Yeah, he does. Like you could literally put that picture like like in the New York Times, and I'd be like, oh look, the senator of. I'm Louisiana. sure the picture is in the New York Times. Oh my god, you know what I mean? The political section. Even okay. This, this is policy. A political matter. Yeah. Yeah. Are you ready for our next story, which is a little artifact news? A little 
Artifacts news. A slice of Charles and Diana's 1981 wedding cake sells for over $2,500. That's so disgusting. And I was actually thinking, first of all, do they know who took it? Who bought it? No, who took it home from the wedding. Oh, I don't know. Oh, wait, the piece was given to Moira Smith, who worked for Queen Elizabeth at Clarence House. She wrapped the slice in plastic and stored it in a floral cake tin with a label on top reading, Handle with Care, Prince Charles and Princess Diana's Wedding Cake, with the date. She, her family sold the cake in 2008 to Jerry Layton, a private collector from Leeds. Do these people know that, like, things rot? Well, I mean, you are, when you get married, like, you put a slice of wedding cake in the freezer, that's, like, a tradition, and then you eat it on the one year, but, like, why not 40 years? You know, there's something really unsanitary about this. But, like, it still has, like, a lot of the schmaltz and stuff. Yeah, well, I was thinking, like, what losery-ass wedding guest snuck this at home in their purse, you know? Yeah. And if they're losery enough to do that, how would they have gotten invited? But now it makes sense that it was, like, from Diana. Or Elizabeth, you said. Yeah, from, yeah, someone who worked for Queen Elizabeth. Very interesting. Did you see The Field of Dreams? I saw, I I read about it. It was actually really cool. um, Basically, you've seen the movie, right? No. Me neither. But (laughs) you know what it's about? A field that has a dream. Yeah, like this kid, like love, you know, by the way, I'm going to hatch this, but hatch? Botch. (laughs) Botch. This kid, like, loves baseball or some shit in the middle of the night. He, like, leaves his house to, like, you know, think about baseball. I don't know. And he goes to his cornfield, like, because he lives on a farm or some shit. And, like, one night he goes out and there's, like, a full-blown MLB-sized stadium, like, in his cornfield. And it's, like, this beautiful thing. And he keeps sneaking out and, like, playing baseball with his friends or whatever. I don't know. That's definitely not how it goes. But I know that there's a field. Kevin Costner's in it. That I heard. And I don't know if the field already existed, like, from the movie set. But the Yankees played there last night. And yeah. they had Kevin Costner throw out the first pitch. And he was, like, in the um, MC box, like, with the other, you know, voiceover broadcasters. And I thought it was such a cute idea and moment. Yeah. And my, it was stunning, Jackie. It was Farm Chemin, like, for miles. My understanding <clears throat> of what happened last night was that They've been building this new stadium mm. called, like, the Field of Dream Stadium. It's probably, like, in a cornfield. It is. And it's, like, modeled off of the movie. And they've been building this for a while. And it finally is built. It's so and cute. And they had their first game there last night. And then I also read that the game was, like, a game for the ages. You know, they came back. They came back. They won. Not, like, a boring game right. with, like, no score. So, like, in the movie, there's, like, these big, tall stacks of corn. And, like, these baseball players, like, come out of the corn. Right. I read that, too. And so they remade it. It was so cute. I, like, never saw the movie. And I don't like baseball. But I'm, like, I was going to cry. I'm, like, this is so sweet. No, I never saw the movie. I don't like baseball. But this just sounds like nostalgia well done. Yes. It was so top tier. Mm -hmm. Elegant. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I thought it was really great. That's really cool. And, like, I need to go to that stadium and have a photo shoot, like like a bachelorette girl in a cornfield. You should go. It's stunning. Where is it? Iowa? Iowa. Been meaning to go to Des Moines for a minute. We'll go on tour. Well, sorry, not we'll. Well, go on tour. No. No apostrophe. W-E-L-L, comma. We get it. Go on tour. Jackie wants people to know she's not going. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like, that was a little confusing. (laughs) You know, Des Moines, I can't, but... 
but I really want to go. Like, I'd just buy a farm and never come home. Yeah, but you and live in the house that Kelsey lived on when she was in The Bachelor. You should do a stop there on your tour. So that way you can tour the city. Yeah, that's like I really you, can't. That's what you like to do, for sure. Are you ready for our next story, which is some loser on loser crime? Oh my god! In the biggest way, I didn't realize we were going to be getting some loser on loser crime no, today. I don't even know if you've heard about this crime because it's that losery. Bachelor Nation's Jeff Holm files a restraining order against Robbie Hayes. Wow. Jeff with one F. Jeff with one F. Holm has filed a temporary civil harassment restraining order against Robbie Hayes. Uh, documents filed on August 9th in Los Angeles obtained by E! News show. According to court records viewed by E! News, Jeff's request for protection was granted by a judge who ordered Robbie to stay 100 yards away from Jeff's home and workplace. In the filing, Jeff described Robbie as an old roommate who used to live at his L.A. area home. It's unclear from documents when their friendship soured and Robbie moved out, but, quote, at least once a week, Jeff states Robbie enters his property without permission and becomes hostile. Jeff wrote in the, follow- in the filing, I do not feel safe around him. He threatens me and still hasn't stopped to this day. He claims he has belongings there and that's why he enters, but he is not on the lease and is making me fearful. Honestly, talk about a fall from grace. And like, I thought it was crazy when like Robbie made it to JoJo's top three. Mm-hmm. But like, he was like the bell of the ball. You know, like everyone, he was on Paradise. He was so funny, social media manager. Blah. And like, now he's like going to jail. I don't think he's going to jail. I think it's just like Jeff Holm is like really annoyed by him and he keeps like showing up. I don't know what he might have left at the house and Jeff got a restraining order. Like, yeah. and it's, this is just like really. Yeah, because they were like probably running around town. They were, remember? Yeah, when starting they their own company. Like, yeah, like doing like influencer, losery things. Yeah. And now this is how that ended for them. Well, that's just goes to show you it never ends well when you're a loser <laughs> no no it really, and don't forget that robbie was on siesta key like being extremely losery and throwing phones. throwing phones into the lake and lying about it yet yeah, literally robbie Hayes is a loser yeah yeah but he's always been really nice to me i just want to say that yeah but i just feel like publicly he's just um, maybe i don't know what he is like in his private life you know but everything that he does publicly is just always the wrong move and well it seems like in his private life he's going and harassing ex-roommates right yeah just a really fucking weird story totally jeff home is also like weird yeah another fall from so grace long. emily maynard could have any man in the world chose jeff home and look where which he was is a now. really weird and call. then he was living with robbie hayes like it was a really bad call from her yeah who would you want to see her i don't remember all of her guys but she must have not had amazing guys because she ended up with jeff i feel like ari Lindyke was from, was from her, her season, season? That would be crazy. I love Emily Maynard. Like she's Emily Maynard must be protected. Bachelorette. Who were the men? <gasps> Sean Lowe was her number three. By the way, they um, by the way, I just want to say like I love Sean and Catherine together, but Emily Maynard and Sean are actual perfect matches. But they're they are not. They're actually like too similar. Yeah, he was her third. Who was her second? I really feel. Like it was Ari. No. I feel like maybe it was, yeah. Bachelorette. Hold on. Right, runner up. Okay, runner up. Oh my God, my phone is just a blaze. Ari! Wow, that's crazy. That is crazy, and she chose Jeff. Wow. <clears throat> I bet she doesn't regret that decision. No, I'm sure she doesn't regret anything because she's so, has such a wonderful life, 
such a wonderful marriage. She has a 1,000 children. Family, and she's living the life that she said that she wanted when she first showed up on The Bachelor, Brad Wilmax season. And so that's all you can, like, really hope for someone. Totally. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? Already? Yeah, we just cruised through on this Friday because we're getting you into the weekend as quickly as we can. What story is it? It's the final story. Exciting. Okay, it's a little Real Housewives of Beverly Hills production news. Twofold. First, Erica Jane feels Bravo pulled a fast one with Garcelle Spat. So there's some behind the scenes. By the way, there was some choppy editing in that scene. There's some behind the scenes tea there. Behind the scenes or behind the scenes? Behind the scenes, because unfortunately they're not scenes. Mm. Erica Jane's upset and anger toward Garcelle on Wednesday's episode of The Real Housewives was actually directed at production, an insider exclusively told Page Six. While Jane accused, well, sorry, while Erica accused Garcelle of betraying her friendship by revealing that Tom still called her amid their divorce in a scene with all the castmates, Page Six is told that Erica felt she was actually betrayed by producers in the network. Quote, they cut it and pasted it in a way to make it look like she was upset, but she was actually mad that Garcelle was told to say three times and she took the bait. They had three different conversations about the same subject. The insider added, what they didn't show is that Erica and Crystal had a private conversation where no cameras were on and producers heard it via their mics. You know, I was... When they got in the car, producers said they overheard it and asked Crystal to ask Erica on camera. Bravo didn't want to do the fourth wall. They pulled a fast one. They're told that Garcelle was actually never a part of the conversation that Crystal and Erica had. And that's why footage of the women walking with their backs to the camera was shown with the voiceover from the hot mic. So I was thinking that that piece of information was very juicy. Why are we getting it as like a toss away when they're walking back from the hike? And the fact that we saw their backs was weird. Yes. So, but then a separate source is saying, no, Erica's reaction to Garcelle was genuine. But then Lisa Rinna posted on mm-hmm. Thursday night an Instagram story that di- that said, dang it, I wish they had shown the screaming fight between the producer and Erica last night on the show in La Quinta. Now that would have been epic TV. Too bad. Bravo, bravo, fucking bravo. I'll get in trouble for this in 54321. Shut up, Lisa Rinna. Okay, bravo, bravo, fucking bravo. You cannot say that. You can't say that. Denise made that famous, not you. Yeah, agreed. But it does answer a little bit of some of the confusion as to why Erica's reaction was so big and knowing that probably it wasn't all directed at Garcelle and there was just producer intrusion because it was really a messy situation. I also read an article yesterday from all about RHT, but I didn't see it anywhere else that Beverly Hills producers are going to be giving unaired footage from all of Erica's seasons to the courts in order to piece together more of the Girardi case stuff I think it's mostly stuff from like her first season about like their lifestyle and things like that and just things that they said back then to see if like because they think that that money that she was spending in the first season like came from the Lion Air victims unclear if that's true because I only saw it in one place all about tea all about the tea yeah you know it yeah Um, those are the blogs they're always referring to right but I thought that was an interesting factoid but also that is really interesting at a certain point those things might be court ordered for Bravo to have to give over anyway but I think right now they're just um they're cooperating without being subpoenaed subpoenaed or anything and so that's interesting well with this Garcelle thing I just think it's very clear that it was choppy choppy editing like I have even before this story the whole thing made no sense yeah like who heard what what 
was that? Yeah, it made a little bit of sense. Just that, like, she said it to them walking back to the car, and then she, Garcelle missed the part where she said, don't mention it to anyone else. Right. But I guess she said it to Crystal solo, and then producers told Garcelle about it, and Garcelle did what they asked. Well, I kind of respect Crystal a lot for not taking the bait. Even as, like, a first-time housewife, you pretty much just, like, do what you're told. Yeah. Um, that's very cool of her. But, but, but Crystal was the only one who had the information, plus right. the knowledge of, please don't repeat this. Like, yeah. I didn't say this on camera. You know what I mean? Got it. Whereas Garcelle just heard that, oh, Erica said this to Crystal. Let's say it to us, too. I do feel like it's interesting how Erica opened up to Crystal about that when they don't even know each other. Yeah. And sometimes when you just, you know, you turn on the faucet, it all comes out. You know, yeah. it's hard to, like, stop the, the sharing. Yeah. So I feel like Erica either shares or doesn't share. Yes. Period. But you know what I have to say? She's been very, um, I think a lot of women, regardless, I know she needs the money, but a lot of women wouldn't have been able to, like, face this season. Like, I'm like Adrian Maloof couldn't even show up to the reunion when she got divorced. I like, know, but Erica needs the money. I know. And, like, this is the... But it's, it must be very The difficult. role of a lifetime. And if she's smart about it, which she is a smart person, like, she could use it to her advantage having being able to get her side out there. It's yeah. actually like a win-win for her. It's hard work and it's probably really painful for her, but she can get more out of it than if she just hides and acts guilty. Yeah. I just don't have a good feeling about it. No, me neither. Um, so those are the past five stories. Feel so you needed to know them. And we t- sort of already talked about Love Island, but I would just want to reiterate that if you're wondering who to vote for, I would say vote for Jeremy and Bailey. Voting is only open for like 30 minutes. No, it's open again one more time. Okay, I have to fucking register. I couldn't get it. Okay. It's opening in one more time, like after tonight's episode or something. And then the finale's on Sunday. Yeah, I think so. I'm just really enjoying watching the castmates who are at home. Like, they're being so active on social media. Yeah. And I'm living for it. Yeah. No, it's true. So are you going to vote for Jeremy and Bailey? I have to watch, but either them or Charlie and Elena. Okay. Or Olivia and Corey. <gasps> Kidding. No, that can't be kidding i love charlie and alana just like visually i think they're the best looking couple yeah they are really cute i can't believe trina went home after all she's fucking been <gasps> oh through. my god claudia it was disgusting like and who was who kind the, of like leading the group well so it wasn't like that each couple got to vote so uh, the couples broke off they all had conversations and we kill will and kill and weera kill and weera <laughs> voted them out Alana and Charlie voted them out. Olivia and Corey voted them out. Fucking traitor. And they were already fucked by that point. And then Jeremy and Bailey voted them out too. The only other couple who got one vote, which was from Trina and Andre, was Charlie and Alana. Yeah. So it's like, I understand why Charlie and Alana voted for them because they were the two weakest links. Mm -hmm. Fine. But I can't deal with these cast members when they vote out their best friends and then they're so emotional that these people are going home. So like... Kira and Olivia were so upset that Trina was going home. And it's like, you guys could have not sent her home, you know? Also, like, did anyone want to step up and vote off Will and Kira? Thank you. You know? Literally the most problematic couple since day one. You know? Also, they need to go home and figure their shit out. They really shouldn't be here a minute longer because until Kira sees that footage, she has no idea what to do with her relationship. And until she knows what it's like in the real world with him. Like, he, like he's not using her yeah. for the money or the show. The show isn't bringing them closer anymore. Like, they're just waiting till they can go home. So go home. So go home and figure it out. Go to sleep. Um, and <clears> then <throat> Olivia and Corey was a big disappointment. Like, why are you going to vote off your friend when you could easily vote off Charlie and Alana? Why? 
I literally despise Olivia and Corey. It's crazy. Despi- Actually, not even Corey. <laughs> no, like, it's just so fraudulent. It's so fraudulent. Yeah. And, like, she's a different person from the first episode. And it's just, like, an amalgamation of all the other girls. Yes! Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Who is the real Olivia? I don't know, and I don't want to know. No, me neither. I've seen enough. <laughs> also, I caught up on White Lotus last night. Oh, I, I'm all caught up. Okay, so um, it's still, like, really weird Slow. and stuff. But things happened, I guess. Yes. The main thing is, like, the robbery. Yes, that was actually like, crazy. Which was really crazy. And I don't know, where, like, where we go from here and if he's right, going to get the, caught. because the daughter knows that it was her friend. Like, who? She, I think she has a suspicion, but I don't think she knows that. I think she does. You think she knows that she sent him? No, not, like, all the details, but she knows that this girl was involved. Yeah, she, yeah. I think so, too. But I think until she gets, like, the facts. And also, would she even snitch? Right. Because she's such a bad daughter. I cannot stand her. She's probably my least favorite character on the show. No, hands fucking down. My least favorite is Rachel. Oh. The honeymoon girl. I yeah. cannot stand she's her. She's so annoying, but also I can't. And you know what? Like her husband's a dick, but my God, she's such a nitpicker. Like she just doesn't stop fighting. Like it's she's infuriating. Just like, she's miserable. And her husband is a dick, but like at least like he's like. I'm sorry. I was on his side about the room. He paid for a nicer room. <laughs> And he didn't get it. And the manager then sent him on that treacherous journey on the boat. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, this man has been wronged by the hotel. <laughs> I can't deal with the manager. Like, he has a disgruntled he's client. So just, so he he's to, so self-destructive. No, he's so self-destructive. Like, literally someone asks him for something that he doesn't want to do. So he has to, like, break his sobriety and take a drink. No, like, he's so destructive. I cannot. No, it's, and it, he's so, like, put, in the beginning, he's, like, so put together. his it's, job. Like, it's just, it's so oh, extreme. Oh, but he said the thing that broke him was seeing that woman go into labor, which was such a crazy, oh, like, crazy thing that happened. But he wasn't even, like, emotional about it. He, like, I don't even think that broke him. No, I know. Um, oh, but the scene where he was in a K-hole, like, eating ass, and then the guy from... <laughs> from the pineapple suite. <laughs> from the trade winds, like, comes, it's actually hysterical he's in the palm room yeah oh my and when molly shannon showed up i was like living for it the palm room was so toasty also like their next room did not have a water view like no i know and like it was like bigger and on the ground and sure they had their plunge pool but like their original room was nicer that's always what happens always um what else and then the this lady who works at the spa like you just really want her to win i know such a nice lady and it's just so annoying that jennifer coolidge is like so distracted by like this this guy (laughs) she's just like so crazy and it's just upsetting because like for the last few days she's been like so annoying towards melinda belinda belinda and now it's like she has her new mans and she's just like so useless yeah i kind of like hate everyone that's the thing okay i hate most of them um like i said i i think the younger brother is having some character development yeah and like now he's going out with the rowers and like he's interested in nature and he's like doesn't have his phone all day because he was like out with rowing the rowing team like he's he's changing i agree i i do i i do tolerate him but like honestly i despise everyone Okay, I I'm trying to th- see the good, the good in it. I pretty much despise everyone too. But it does make me want to go on vacation. Yeah, but like the fact that they keep going to the same breakfast and the same dinner, like totally. it's a cruise ship. Like totally. this is the nicest restaurant it, resort in Hawaii. Like right. can't you go to all two restaurants? I guess they're like technically in a COVID bubble, but like aren't there restaurants? No, on I know the island? you mean. You know. Mm-hmm. I also did like the daughter's friend until she put. Kai in that really bad spot. 
who's Kai? I think that's his name, the guy who robbed. Oh my God, she like forced him and I know her intentions were good, but like his life could be ruined. Yeah, but I liked her before that. Me too, but she, her heart's in the right place, but she's just like a immature like and like I like that she like has like the 411 on her friend you know yes and it's like same because that friend is so fucking toxic. so conniving when that friend went over to that ho- oh my to Kai to like try and fuck him yeah and then she found out that girl's such a little snake such a little snake I really I like Connie Britton too in the show <laughs> and, and like I don't mind her she's like very annoying I mean everyone I'm trying to Every, find everyone is so annoying everyone is so annoying <sighs> so like the dad you- was really annoying in the beginning yeah. With, like, like his midlife crisis. No, and he's still annoying when he found out his dad died of AIDS, No, but that cancer. was the beginning. Like, so I'm saying, like, now. Where he's was trying to the scuba beginning? dive. I mean, there's and only four episodes. I know, and he's, like, telling his son about the affair, and he's, oh, like, that was trying crazy. to be more, like, engaged. I'm just, like, I'm still not understanding, like, why we're watching this show. Right, but, like, also, don't some people go on vacation and, like, are good, fun people? Where are those people? Yeah, like, where's, like, the... Where's the bachelorette party? Totally. You know? Actually, Where, they'd probably be the worst watch. No, where's like the the moms getting away, you know? Yeah, the, the young sh- moms. Molly Shannon and her friends. Molly Shannon was hysterical. Yeah. Can you imagine? <laughs> like your mother-in-law coming on your honeymoon. I love my mother-in-law, but like, no. No, but like, I don't know. There's just so much to do on like at the resort and like no one's Rachel doing just keeps sitting around like reading her um, Alana Ferrante book. It is really interesting to see the what, books, the books, that, what they have each character reading. I'm sure there was like a lot of thought that went into it. Uh, the book that Rachel's reading is actually a series that Dana really liked um, and it was turned into a TV series on HBO. Oh. Um, but then like the husband is reading like Blink, which I think is like a a pretty cliche beach like vacation read got it and then the girls were reading like Nietzsche and Freud and like that was a little stupid you know like where who's reading Evelyn Hugo you know no and I just want to say like that girl the the daughter the blonde daughter like that type of girl she doesn't read Freud like she's a bitch yeah bitches don't read Freud no but I don't think she I don't think they were reading it I think they just like were wanting to be seen reading it you know I, and I think that's what, when the husband was, like, flirting with them. Oh, I thought he was just being an ass. No, I, I feel like, because each day they came down with, like, a new philosophical book. I think they just, like, want to look more interesting than they are. That's interesting. You know? Also, that is the sort of books that are assigned in college. So, like, yeah. they probably, like, put them in there. But, like, I don't think they're seriously there, like, contemplating, you know, a Freud. Freudian Yeah, and moments. between the conversations they have with each other, like, it's clearly not that deep them doing ASMR and like that was funny K hole whatever Literally. that is that looked like the worst experience I actually hate watching television show, television shows where people do drugs and like it goes badly it gives me the worst anxiety yeah. yeah and there's like of every show there's an episode like that like and it it really fucks me up I do not like watching shows like that no and every episode it's happening with Armand like <clears throat> oh my god totally even though He's not having, like, a bad trip. No, but it's, like, he keeps being, like, found out. Or, like, he's waking up, like, hungover on his couch and, like, has to car. get back to work. I'm, like, doesn't your head hurt? I was thinking the same thing, like, when he woke up in his car. Yeah. No, he woke up on his couch one time and had to, like, clear off all the drugs. Like, yeah. ow. Totally. <laughs> um, so the finale's this the weekend. Finale's on Sunday, so we will recap that on Monday. So we have a big TV recap on Monday. And, like, who died and how did they die? Yeah, all we know is that the guy who didn't die is Rachel's husband because he, in the beginning of the show, was he, at the he airport. He said, my wife... No, they said... He's not with his wife. He's not with his wife, and they said, didn't someone die there? And then he's like, the body... I thought he said, that's my my, my wife. No. No, he didn't. 
No, we don't know who dies. Who do you think it is? He just said, like, his wife isn't with him. Because then we also say she might leave him. 100%. So anyone could be... And, and I keep looking, like, who is in the most trouble? And I'm like, well, I could see this person dying, and I could see this. I feel like it's going to be the son. He's, like, getting on boats with random strangers. You think? No. I, ha- I, I just assumed it was going to be Rachel. But now let me think. Let's make a guess. I don't know. Like, Jennifer Coolidge is very vulnerable. I could see her being killed easily. Or, like, falling off the boat. And like- yeah. Right. I don't know. Wow. Okay, something to think about. Yeah. Make it interesting. Um, so that's our show. That's our show. That's that on that. Hope everyone has an amazing weekend. We'll be back on Monday. And thank you for watching the Morning Toast of the Millennial Morning Show where we hit you with the best five stories every day. Make sure to follow us on Instagram. Subscribe to us on YouTube. You can follow my personal at Jackie Asha. You can then see Brew's birthday party on Sunday. <laughs> and that's all she wrote. We will see you on Monday. Society season two, the emoji for today, is going to be the puppy that looks like Brew in honor of his birthday. Yes. The first puppy on the animals page. Bye.